No sign of Ed Kelly, but, um, you know, it usually takes him 15 minutes to wake up. <laughs> Shall we start? Check. Sure. Check. All right. Uh, good evening. It's uh, the Bob and Zip Show with sometimes Ed Kelly and Spike O'Neill, our special guest every week that he will come. Tonight, a very special guest will be joining us, downtown Joe Bryant, in about 40 minutes or so into the podcast uh, will tell us what he's up to. He did catch COVID. An update on Tammy Asars, our hiker who is hiking the Appalachian Trail. Uh, she won't be with us this week because she's on parts of the trail where there's no real cell phone coverage. I don't know if you, you guys didn't hear the segment last week because I recorded it. Right. But, right. Uh, right. You know Tammy, right, uh, Spike? Of course. Yeah. You, you haven't met her, Zip, right? I have not. She, but I'm pretty enamored with her nonetheless. Yes. <laughs> As you should be. She is superwoman in so many ways. Um, she's an author. She's an artist. She's a photographer. Uh, she is like um, to bears and woodland creatures what that dude used to be with the um, manatees until they stabbed him. What was, who was that guy? The <laughs> oh, oh, crikey guy. Yeah. What was his uh, name, Spike? Oh, Shoot. Hold on, yeah, the crocodile, the uh, crocodile hunter, not 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 Chuck, not Dundee. No, um, you know oh who God, I'm talking what's about. What's his name? He's yeah, this yeah, yeah, and his kids following in his footsteps. His kids following yes. in his yeah, uh, Bendy, right? So, I can know his, his kid's name is Bendy. <laughs> you know uh, his Earl, kid's something Earl. This is what happens Steve, after you die. Steve, by the way, which Steve is Irwin. Thank you. Steve Irwin's great. One reason I'm glad I'm not dead, by the way, which is a thought I had today. Uh, because, <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, no, of course I do. Um, I'm recovering well from the surgery, and I look around and I go, yeah, a, a bunch of people who have what I have, you know, wouldn't survive. Um, and uh, oh, man, none of us know how long we're here for. Uh, so I look at some of the stuff that's awful with the world, and I go, well, at least I'm here to experience it and give an opinion. And, you know, I'm, I may be a butterfly fly flapping his wings on our podcast. But at least if I put out something that, it, you know, attempts to be good for people, even if it's just a chuckle, or maybe the best thing I do is bring you guys on because you guys are good, positive people, then it's worth living. There you go. Uh, what a nice way to start the podcast. Yes. <clears throat> Grateful. Spike, <laughs> care to take it into the cellar? <laughs> Spike <it> sure. I can't believe the shit they put in hot dogs these days. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. So oh, I have a bunch man. of topics for today. We could start without Ed. No worries. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I know he's incredibly busy. And, and I know he's not dissing us because uh, every time he's not here, he freaks out about it. Uh, and I'm, Spike knows this. Zip, you know this. I'm so absent-minded that for my whole career... I had to have a producer to just basically go, uh, Bob, this way. You're supposed to be here now. You know? <laughs> so I, I sort of feel a kindred spirit uh, with it on that, and I'm not worried about it. But Okay, um, so much going on. Uh, uh, let me give you topics, and you guys pick. Oops. Nope. I don't know what just happened. But... What just happened. Oh, that's my... Oh, that's my... I banged into something. I banged into something. Hang on. No, I didn't bang into something. No, that's not me. That was... What, is it me? 
Now it was zip. No, it's the NSA checking up on us. Both three done. All right. What do you want to hear about first? Propaganda, uh, Mick Jagger's birthday, uh, the Republican who said the absolute worst thing you could possibly say about abortion rights. Spike, you'll know this one because you're on talk radio. Um, <clears throat> people, I have uh, to go with at least a, a top five of horrible things Republicans say about abortion rights. So Okay, you, you probably know yeah. you've got more of them. Uh, also, uh, some some of my anti-liberal stuff. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is doing something that really bothers me. Doesn't seem to bother anybody else. And uh, let's see, what else do I have here today? Uh, Joe uh, is coming, so we'll we'll save Joe. Uh, which of those do you want to start with? Uh, what kind of propaganda about Mick Jagger's birthday could you possibly have? <laughs> it's not about Mick Jagger. <laughs> No, this is a Ukraine uh, propaganda, and um, I, I think you all maybe maybe know by now that this whole war in Ukraine thing was pretty much bullshit from the beginning. Spike, you might disagree, but I I might you think might, yeah might yeah, yeah the way yeah. a country invades another country and and blows up buildings and kills civilians and blows up malls and. I don't, I don't know where the bullshit comes in, but I'm, I'm, I'm eager to hear. I'm eager to learn. Well, I'm here to learn. Is this, the bullshit was is this that we related gonna, to the? Yeah. Is, is it ahead. related to the first lady's photo shoot over there? Is no, no. Although that's oh, part okay. of it. No. Is bull- that where she was holding a taco in Ukraine? Sure. Talking about how Joe loves the Mexicans. Is that what that was? The, I heard something about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I don't digest as fast as I used to, and so <laughs> that kind of joke going to take a while to settle in my stomach. <laughs> uh, no, in fact, what's, what's amazing about war propaganda is that by the time it's exposed, you're usually on to something else, and the seeds of the reasoning why you were for the war have been planted so firmly and sprouted that you forget what you were told in the first few days after it started. Mm-hmm. Follow me. In the first few days after it started, and I'm not even going to say President Biden. We heard our military-industrial complex uh, spokesperson, whoever the president is at the moment, tell us that their sanctions were going to cripple Russia and lead us to believe that Russia would be so hurt that they'd have to back out of this. Does anybody remember that? Sure. Zip? I do, yes. Yeah. Did you believe yeah. it? No, I, I didn't know what to believe. I still don't know what to believe. I'm in the I don't know category. Zip, you're so honest you could never work in this business. Never, ever. <laughs> I, bought, I bought every ounce of that, I Bob. didn't have a great <laughs> It's a good thing we're on a podcast because you, you go yeah. on a real radio station where you're supposed to rile people up and you say that and people go, hmm. <laughs> I think I see what Tarker Carlson's doing tonight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This guy's putting me to sleep. This guy's telling me the truth. Chaos. There's no fun in that. <laughs> go ahead, Spike. I believe every minute of that. I remember being told that uh, economic sanctions from a global perspective mm-hmm. would decimate Russia's economy and that would cause the civil uprising necessary to take Putin out of power. And do you remember, like, because uh, I did this, waking up every morning and seeing if if they had, uh, you know, been turned back yet or if they had taken over Ukraine. There was like this feeling that this was going to go on for days or weeks. I remember waiting, checking, sure. Yeah. Me too. Like I would check in the middle of the night. I'm, I woke up at three in the morning. Let me check my iPhone and see, you know, if Russia if Russia's uh, given up or if right. uh, Ukraine surrendered or. And this dude Zelensky was presented as this guy, 
who was a David and Goliath kind of a thing, and he was brave and going to stand and fight. And we were, like, worried for him that he'd get taken out. There was uh, stories that he, a couple of assassination attempts had failed. Yeah. And so now when the first lady's over there shopping for draperies with his first lady, it just makes me feel weird. <laughs> Is he well, shopping it, in Moscow? I don't know where they're shopping. I just made that part up. But, okay. But in other words, here we are months and months later, and oh my gosh, it's another Vietnam, it's another Afghanistan which is always the knock on all of our wars. And by the way, there's always some country killing and blowing up people in some other country. It's always happening, whether it's Syria or someplace else in the Middle East. Um, you know, shit happens all over the world. Um, it tends to only be when it's our United States interests at stake that we rattle our sabers. And this Ukraine thing starting to piss me off. And I can't do anything about it, and I could be completely wrong. I don't, you know, I'm not briefed on the highest of intelligence, kind of like our last president. I don't bother to read any of that stuff. They put together a graphic novel every day for him to get the uh, <laughs> yeah, <no>. intelligence report. <laughs> a lot of pow, boom, bash, like you know, Batman. a lot of Batman yeah, effects. Batman yeah. cartoon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, and you know, I can't stand him, but I'm really neither Republican nor Democrat. In fact, I think anybody who's one of those two things is simply being propagandized to, you know, to pick a side and be predictable to vote for that side. Um, joining any political party at this point would seem silly because they're both so full of crap. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like when I say this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I'm intentionally appealing to nobody because everybody's <laughs> picked a side. <laughs> You're playing that 2% slice down the middle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so where, uh, we've talked about this a million times, where do you go to find the non-tainted information to draw your own opinion? I have, a, I have an answer, but I want to spike to answer first. Where do I go for information? For non-tainted information. Non-propagandized. <sighs> well, um, I, I do like to watch the BBC. I do, I do look elsewhere, outside the U.S. media market. For entertainment although most like days that. i will tell you that first and foremost i want to be soothed i want to be coddled mm -hmm. i want to be catered to so i tune in msnbc <laughs> okay. I, I mean and, and 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 here's the thing i know that their news is spun it's but i don't spun. think it's, it's spun the exact but, but it's like going to antarctica for winter oh what's no. how come it's summer i knew i knew what i'd find here yeah. you're telling me i can see penguins really <laughs> that's awesome um you know um <laughs> Formal, formal birds and, and tuxedos, great. Um, but I will say that their their stories aren't made up out of whole, made up out of thin air. They're not, you know, complete well, bullshit. Uh, so they may be spun, but they, there's truth in them. They may not be to you because of your sensibilities, but the, uh, if you were on the other side, if you could empathetically imagine, remember the spun nature of this whole Ukrainian thing was that we were going to kill them with sanctions, and, and in the first few days, they reported on the massive inflation and the worthlessness of their money, and we were presented like it can't last more than a couple of weeks. And, and also, we were presented with a steel dossier that said that uh, Donald Trump was going down because he had colluded with the Russians. Turns out, he's not smart enough to collude with the Russians. He would collude with anybody, but not smart enough to, to actually prove that he intentionally did anything wrong because he has no intention other than loving himself. You see what I'm saying? So that is very true. No, it's like truer words were never spoken. If someone complimented him, he would talk to them. If someone said they could help him get elected, 
He's too lazy to follow through with collusion. That's the thing. So that's so, not at all what the report said, but okay, I'll play along. Go I, ahead. I, I, look, I understand that the report was initially <laughs> Republican opposition research, then it was Democrat, because whoever will pay right. for the shit. Oh, and we're, and, is and we're talking about the Steele dossier. We're talking about the Steele dossier. Yes. Now it's considered and only, discredited and, and, because it can't be proved, which is not exactly right. the same well, thing. Well, nothing, nothing in there has been disproven. Well, nothing. I don't see the P tape. And for me, unless And that's I see the it. only thing they haven't verified, by the way. <laughs> no. The only thing. Yes, you know yes, yes. You, and here's how here's Everything how our else. society works, by the way. Spike could be telling hundred percent truth, but because he watches MSNBC, I don't trust him. No one believes him. That's right. <laughs> right. I know. Isn't that crazy. There was an article about this the other day in I think the Wall Street Journal. Uh, and by the way, I read liberal and at the end of my answer is I read liberal and conservative um, newspapers that I have to pay for. Because if I'm getting anything for free, and that includes TV, talk radio, Facebook, if I'm getting anything for free, I'm the product. It's being used to drain me of information or propagandize me. Those are, those are the two ways I'm the product. So by reading articles, and every time I read an article that has stuff that no one's talking about, I go, well, I'd like to forward this to someone. And I go, I can't open your stupid paywall. I'm not giving the Washington Post <laughs> Jeff Bezos my money. I'm not giving the Wall Street Journal my money. Well, they have reporters <laughs> to go out and yeah. get facts and write, and write stories. And they can't make up the stories or they will be sued. So the reason, and by the way, these other entertainment programs, when they go to court like Fox did, they say, Oh, you can't possibly believe our entertainment program is news, can no, you? No one with half a load of bricks in their attic believes this is real. That's right. <laughs> so, But the people, because all of our love, lovable people, by the way, and I don't resent anybody on either side, no matter how stupid they are, it's not that they're stupid, they're just uneducated. They just don't have time. People working 10, 12 hours a day. They're busy That's playing true. Farmville and, you know, watching <laughs> Wheel of Jeopardy and, you know... Exactly. And reality television. Here's the thing yes. about television, by the way. I'm starting to think of television the same as news. If you're not paying to not have commercials, then the television is rotten your brain and it's reality TV designed to turn you into a consumer. Pulp. Yes. Yeah, it's pulp. Yeah. It's junk. So I remember people used to say this when I was a kid about TV, too, that it was a junk, you know, it was a Oh, the idiot box. The boob tube. Yeah. So I think it is, uh, and always has been. It's just, um, it's just now. Like there used to be two ways to fly, first class and coach. And if you were in coach, right. you would go. Well, if I book early, I can get an aisle seat. And if you're at the last minute, ah, I'm stuck in a middle seat. Now, when you go to book, there's like twelve different options. Do you want to be near the toilet? <laughs> would you like peanuts? <laughs> One aisle, middle, advanced, premium, super premium. Would you like, would you like air with that seat? Like yeah. to breathe on your way there? <laughs> I'll, I'll sell you that one. Yeah. So everything's been, and by the way, this has been all throughout our lives. Remember, there were two kinds of radio stations. There were a top 40 station, and then there was a beautiful music or adult contemporary station. M-O-R, yes. And now, um, because everybody's got to get a predictable slice of the pie, it's all these different kinds, and now, boom, along comes Spotify and Apple Music, and everybody gets, everybody, it's almost like 
Life is a subscription buffet now. <laughs> Ed Kelly joins us. Hi, Ed. Ed How are Kelly you? has arrived. Yes. <laughs> Hi. I'm sorry, but I was busy filling out for <laughs> filling out subscriptions in my. I was uh, just signing up for Cornucopia. stuff. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, I'm I'm on, I'm on Yahoo now. It's kind of an email <laughs> slash paid TV service. Yahoo. It's great. Yahoo. So it is just a weird world. So this started off as propaganda. Now that Ed's here, I'll tell him the propaganda piece I saw that started me railing on this whole Ukraine thing. Uh, It was an article in, I believe, the Wall Street Journal in the World section. Mm -hmm. And it's a puff piece. It's like, what did you call those pieces at the end of the newscast? Uh, they were called kickers. The kicker story. No, yes. It's a kicker yeah. story about the Ukraine war. And by the way, if the Ukraine war is now only interesting if we have Jeez. kicker stories about it. <laughs> it seems. It, what's Shame. the headline? Good, time, good times for Ukrainian child crisis efforts. <laughs> yeah. It's not that. Turn your mic down just a hair. Turn your mic down just a hair. You get a little distorted when you get loud. But I like it when you get loud. Okay. Here's uh-huh. the story. Russians turn their oh, Russians turn to their gardens to offset sanctions. Soaring oh. prices rekindle Soviet-era efforts for people to grow their own food. And they show this couple living in a you know like a half-acre um, ramshackle shack. It has to be ramshackle because it's Russia, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> And um, they've got like maybe an eighth of an acre garden because everybody in Russia must have at least an eighth of an acre, at least, and live in a ramshackle shack. I think it's ramsickle when it's in Russia, but I could ah, be wrong. That's right. Yeah. And the Chernobyl community garden, right? Yeah. yeah. And so over the eight-foot eggplant. Yeah. Here's the story. Yeah. Every weekend, Ksenia, Ksenia Abramova and her mother pile her fluffy white Samoyed and six cats into their car for the five-hour drive from St. Petersburg to work in their garden, where they hope to grow enough fruit, vegetables, and nuts to last the year. Like many Russians, Ms. Abramova is trying to protect against high inflation and potential food supply disruptions. So if all President Biden or the whole USA's economic sanctions did is cause Russians to grow (laughs) carrots... (laughs) <laughs> Big fucking deal. <laughs> Spending the summer in a dasha in the lush countryside is a ritual for Russian families. This year, more people are gardening than ever to offset the soaring cost of food. Food prices were up 19.1%. Am I supposed to feel sorry for the Russians when our food prices are not only up at least that much, but the freaking packages are shrinking? Yes, yeah, sh- uh, yeah, shrinkflation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading this story and I'm going. This is the stupidest puff piece ever telling us that we're hurting the Russians because they have to garden more. For Maybe it was a journalist that was hung over and just was really at a stretch. I got to come up with something. I got to have something for the fireboard here. <laughs> but uh, this is, Svetlana but, grows carrots. Film of the love. <laughs> this is the Wall Street Journal. This is the I know. conservative be... paper of record. Right. Yeah. There's something else in the journal today that's really interesting. I mean, there's some weird bipartisan stuff going on. Forget about uh, all the fights. What, that, uh, what do you mean weird? Uh, weird in that um, the, uh, well, well, there's something that uh, got something like 17 Republicans to vote with 
Democrats on. What was yeah, it? Yeah, bipartisan something. I remember reading about that. And you won't hear about it much because uh, Tucker Carlson was the one to say, hey, good news, we're getting along today. No, no. Was it the chip act thing? The, yes, uh, yes, the yes, yes, yes. Processing yes. chips, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Go, do you, how much do you know about it, Spike? Um, I know it's, it was a bill to bring processor um, production back to the U.S. It's basically... We're getting our asses fucking kicked by China Held, yeah. and every other major uh, industrialized country in the world that has raw uh, natural resources and understands that we're moving in a direction of more chips, more software, mm -hmm. more devices, electric more batteries. vehicles. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and meanwhile, I'm arguing with Facebook on people saying, screw electric vehicles. They're never going to take off. And I'm like, dude. Wall Street has already voted with its wallets. Yeah, read the tea leaves here. But they don't. They, 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 if your only news you get is for free, you are the product, and you're not getting yeah. any news. I mean, yeah. these Republican dudes, they can't. They, Wall Street Journal, well, that's $360 a year. That's a whole <laughs> dollar a day. Why would I pay for that? <laughs> when Tucker will tell me what I want for free. Yeah, his version. I'm just going to sit through 800 gold commercials and... You know, <laughs> precious metals and they do bunkers and bunkers and survival food packages you know the good mm. stuff yeah so so this um chip thing is basically uh, investment in our uh, software and hardware infrastructure uh, so that we don't get left behind and really it's totally bipartisan and Ex let yeah. Let us not forget the automotive industry because we have, uh, you know, cars sitting that can't be sold because the chips necessary yep. to complete the vehicles yep. are not available. Right. So they're having right. to warehouse them. So you, you people who love the gas guzzlers, we can't even sell those. Well, it's I stupid. Mean, yeah. It's stupid. Anyway, um, but the other big story today, and I, I'm going to say something I think would be incredibly unpopular. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I do when I want to have my talk. I was going to say, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I know. I know who the Democrats should run for president. Okay, Joe really? Manchin. Joe Manchin, Jesus. because he why? Because he, he's the oppositional uh, syndrome guy. No, first off, all this is for show. His opposition. The yeah, smartest thing he ever did is prevent us from of doing that build back better, which would have made inflation even freaking higher. He was smart. Mm -hmm. He was right yeah. on the money, yeah. even though he was expressing a conservative value. He's, and here's the yeah. thing: if the Democrats run Joe Manchin, and the Republicans run a Donald Trump, uh, who wins? DeSantis? No. I don't think oh, DeSantis... I mean, if it's DeSantis oh, against Manchin, oh, who wins? Every is, Democrat in the world would want to stop DeSantis, and they would hold their nose. I think you have to... I think the new way to win is to is the hold your nose. I think Donald Trump started a trend that's going to keep continuing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were going to hold their nose and vote for who? Manchin? You hold your nose... Instead of holding your nose and voting for a wacko extremist candidate... Hold your nose and vote for uh, a centrist. A centrist, yeah. Somebody yeah. that'll cross the aisle and yep. get something done. So we get yeah. the gridlock out. Can you think of a Democrat who would vote for DeSantis over Manchin? No, but I can't. I can't see. I, I can see a whole bunch of people not voting at all. I really can see. You that think so? You think that's oh, a way, if they don't turn if, the punch bowl, dude. If they don't, they deserve it. Yeah. Well. Well, I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. From from step one, Bob. I mean, you know, yeah. people who decide it's not worth getting out to vote are the reason we yeah. have who we had. 
You don't get the president both, you negotiate. Yeah. What is it? You you don't get the president you deserve. You get the president. I forget that. Russia forget wants the... you to have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it. My grandmother had a pillow with that embroidered on it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Manchin is literally running the Democratic Party now. He reached a deal with Chuck Schumer on energy, yeah. health care, and yeah. the taxes. Uh, it extends Obamacare. It lowers uh, carbon emissions. It uh, sets a minimum tax on corporations. I mean, it's a really good really good thing in a lot of ways um and it's yeah, it also is. revenue raises 739 billion of course that's all bullshit but it, it's it yeah. taxes it taxes corporations yep that's where that's where the funding comes from so it's revenue neutral so um look Except. this will never never happen but i'm looking at, at this whole thing and i'm thinking mansion's the only guy the democrats that could run that wouldn't get slaughtered by republicans just crazy Correct. if I'm if I'm wrong Bob but if you jack up the taxes on corporations too high does that not encourage offshoring by the way to our corporations one dollar is too high yeah, yeah well there's that. too high yeah. what's too high yeah it, it, the 15 percent is what's in this bill so right anyway it's politics I hate politics well, I know I thought we agreed we weren't going to do politics <laughs> yeah. on this show at the beginning of it yeah all right, John, Downtown Joe's going to join us in probably about right. 10 minutes. Uh, in the meantime, happy 79th birthday on July 26th to Mick uh, Jagger, Sir Michael Jagger. Jagger wow. I guess. Is Michael his real name? I guess. I don't know. I imagine. Mick's, Mick's short for Michael, right? Yeah, according to a radio guy who posted this. Um, Mick Jagger, how many times do you think he's been a dad? Oh, it's 18 or something. It's, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. None if you ask his ex-wives, but the actual number is eight. <laughs> eight, eight times. By the uh, way, how many ex-wives does he have? Oh, Take three? a guess. It's Bianca, Jerry Hall, and is it one other? Uh, he's got five ex-wives. Five? Wow. 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 Yeah. But uh, if that may seem a lot, but he's got 32 Top ten, top ten singles and thirteen number one hits. <laughs> nice. Hey, hey you, you get out of my bed. <laughs> um, how many oh. times do you suppose Mick Jagger's been on the cover of Rolling Stone? Take a wild guess. He, he's a big rock singer. He's got golden fingers, <laughs> and he's loved everywhere he goes. That's right. And the team. <laughs> Sings about beauty and he sings about truth. Ten thousand dollars a show. Ten thousand dollars a show, right? <laughs> all kind of feels and give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we'll never know. Hey, Spike, tell them who we are. Catch you when they get you on the cover, on the cover of the Rolling Stone. All Rolling Stone, Stone. See my picture on the cover. Rolling Stone. Buy a copy for my mother. Thirty. Times Mick Jagger. I was going to guess thirty. Yep. No, it's, it's a good guess. It's appropriate given the name of the magazine, though. Don't right. you think? Kind of works <laughs> in his favor. They have to put him on. It's contractual obligation. Now he's <laughs> who, who is who's deserved more covers than him? Is, is that the all-time record, by the way? Uh, I'd be curious to know. Stone? Good question. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mick and Keith met on October seventeenth, nineteen sixty-one. At a train station where they talked and bonded over their love of the blues. That's how they met. Mm. Nice. Um, Talk about the rest is history, huh? 
Now, at 79 years old, there's uh, it's rarefied air, but and there are a few like Paul McCartney. But the Rolling Stones during COVID had the highest grossing rock tour last year. 12 the, shows, the price, 11. Yes, the price tickets are sick. Oh, average 223 dollars a ticket. Yeah, and Springsteen Joe has got like row two, mm. <laughs> and he got them for a hundred uh, no. and a half, I think. I saw that on Facebook. We'll talk about that when he gets here. It's that's okay. you know, but I've seen other people too that have it's that that whole that's a whole show in itself. The the ticketing situation with the Springsteen tour. Yeah, um, yeah. Pe- you know, people people worked the system and got good deals and good seats, and it's really only about three to five percent of the, of the tickets that are this surge pricing or you know value for whatever yeah. whatever they terminology yeah. they use for jacking up high value. demand tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond, well, face value tickets skyrocket up during high demand. It's insane. I don't think so. I'm going to have another <laughs> unpopular. It's time for Bob having an unpopular opinion. You know what I think? <laughs> think Bruce, Bruce needs every penny to go on top of the $500 million he sold his catalog for. You think it's, I love hearing you resent Bruce's wealth, by the way. Oh, that's, I, I don't resent new. Bruce. I, 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 the, this, the problem with this isn't Bruce. Oh, it is. No, it's the, it's the venues themselves. No. No. Yes. The venues take yeah. the heat. It's the artist that controls everything now. And there's been a change. Um, you should read this blogger, Bob Lefsetz. He, he reports on this, and very few people uh, know the actual uh, behind the scenes. But um, these days, uh, it used to be um, somewhat with the venues, but always it's been about paying the artist and having the venue take the heat. And the newest thing, is, which is going on everywhere, it's going on airlines, it's going on every time you click this algorithmic pricing, and, um, and it's new to concerts now, but it's supply and demand. The reason these artists are doing it is because they used to, when they didn't do it, give all that revenue to scalpers. And I believe uh, in fair market value of stuff. Uh, and by the way, if an artist wants to charge a lot, then he should own up to it, which Bruce hasn't right. done, by the way. Uh, but uh, but it's supply and demand. Uh, aging baby boomers now will pay a thousand dollars. This they is a perfect it, time. Yeah. We have to bring in downtown Joe. He just arrived because uh, Joe has been a ticket scalper. Joe has been a. Um, He's been a speculator. A, he would call it a speculator. <laughs> yeah. He did He's just. Ta- get I, He's Bruce taken more baths. He, I know, but I, I can honestly say Joe has taken more baths and eaten more tickets than he has profited from ticket sales. Yes, that's yeah. right. He's got a hot tub. So he's a lousy skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Downtown Joe joins us now. Uh, Downtown Joe, as a reformed ticket scalper who's now leading the youth of America. Yes. What do you think about this Bruce Springsteen kerfuffle? Well, I, I heard you talking algorithms, and I've got lots to say about that. Um, first of all, uh, you're right. Uh, I've lost some. I, I took a bath on Barney years ago, and I never right. recovered. Barney. I, 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 wound up, I remember the Wiggles. Yeah, well, I did better on the Wiggles because they're okay. actual live humans. Um, but uh, Barney, I wound up having to take half my daughter's elementary school class. I, I treated them. I was a, a hero, but I lost a lot of money on that one. Um, with so the spring- you're the benevolent ticket scalper who calls an elementary school and says, would you guys like to go? I, I get stuck with these tickets. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want them to go unused. I mean, right. and, and I right. won't say I've ever been a scalper. I would say I've been uh, an opportunist, um, and mostly it came out of boredom. <laughs> it, it those are synonyms, Joe. You know what a synonym yeah. is. You're a yeah. teacher. Yeah. Oh, now, on the, on the lawyer. 
on the Springsteen thing, it is it, they're getting a little too fancy, and, and you have to kind of know how to play the game. First of all, I was selected to, you know, be one of the people who could get in line. So I dutifully got in line, and there were over 2,000 people in front of me, and it wow. took about 20 minutes before it became my turn. When it became my turn, I immediately went to the cheapest seats, the ones behind the stage, and their front row behind the stage was there, and I clicked, but I was too slow. And I clicked on the second row, and I hit buy, and I was lucky to get them. And uh, But even, even in the same row, there are different prices. I had to pay more to sit on the aisle than I would have paid if I were four seats over in the middle. Which of is the fair, aisle. just like an airplane, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And You're closer to the bathroom, Joe. Well, and, and airplanes, now they really are taking it too far. I just booked <laughs> I just booked a trip to actually come to Vegas to see Can't Bob wait. and some, yep. some friends, and it's not for a while, but I booked on Spirit Airlines, and I, I oh. like to call them Crusher Spirit Airlines because it's always, <laughs> it's, it's always depressing, and I'm already pissed because I Well, they've I done their my, job, Joe. Come on. Yeah. I bought my seats. And then I started thinking because you have to pay extra to be able to choose a seat. It's like if you want right. to just take your chances, right. they'll they'll give you a seat for free, or they have prices on all the seats. Yep. So I, all all I really care about is an aisle. I don't care if I'm in the front of the plane or the back of the plane, but I want to be on an aisle. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I went I went with the cheapest aisle seat, which was going to cost me an extra twenty bucks each way. Yep. And I said, all right, it's forty bucks. Um, how much, much is the armrest, by the way? How much is the armrest? <laughs> well, well you have the to, overhead. You bid your neighbor. If you want to bring anything to put in the overhead, that's going to cost you like 65 bucks. I mean, wow. it's they, they, they literally nickel and dime wow. you. But why I'm pissed so, is. At that point, it's cheaper to go to Walmart and get new clothes when you get to Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can I can bring my laptop bag. That's it. I can bring that. That's the biggest thing you can bring for free. And you free, have two underwear in there and two shirts, right? And one pants. Yep. And right. <laughs> yep. I'm counting on. I'm I'm bringing my Seahawks jersey and a couple shirts to put under it and a couple of shorts and hoping it's warm. But what? Oh, do you wear really do you wear multiple layers of clothing like when people are shoplifting at Walmart? Oh, you bet, because yeah. that'll be less to pack. But what's got me steamed already is I went back the next day because I always like to confirm that I got a good price. The airfare was the same, but the seat I paid $20 for is now $19. they are already oh. selling it for a buck cheaper than I paid for it. And oh, probably sons of held bitches! <laughs> I know, I know. So these guys are they're trying to milk every dollar. The concert promoters, the airlines, everybody is yes. using these algorithms. And I agree with you, Bob. I read, so I do read Bob Lefsitz, and the manager of the Stone Temple Pilots explained it really well. He um, he goes back in the day when Pearl Jam was at war with Ticketmaster. Pearl Jam was like, we're not going to deal with Ticketmaster. We're going to do our own venues. We're going to do our own promotion. We're going to do it all ourselves. So yeah. Pearl Jam was having people go out in the middle of fields. I remember when we saw them out in Bremerton and some fairgrounds or something instead of these established venues because they were going renegade. Well, the Stone Temple Pilots manager goes, you know what, I'm going to call the Ticketmaster guy and see what's up here. And in one phone call, he worked a deal to where Ticketmaster cut their fees, they uh, gave everybody a break, and, and he got a lot done with just one phone call that saved him from having to build his own, you know, his own venues and do all this stuff. And he's saying 
if you would just communicate, you could probably yeah. work your way through some of this. And by the way, this is how, by the way, this is how you get started working with the mafia. Come on in, we'll make a good deal yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> well, because and they, and they want to have a show and I'll need you to, to set up some seats for me. That'd be fine. And what ends up happening, and this is something I do want to get into. Thank you for bringing it up, Joe. What ends up happening is after you become dependent on something cool, a good service, whether it be Uber or um, what are those things that deliver food? Um, you know, the DoorDash, DoorDash, DoorDash and stuff like that. Uh, all of these uh, services, they're free in the beginning, and mm -hmm. then they just raise, like Amazon, in the beginning, uh, their prices were undercutting everybody, and now, once you get into the habit or you need Ticketmaster or whatever, um, then they have you, because you can't change. It's like yeah. my cell phone provider, AT&T, yeah. quietly raises the rates every couple of months. Let's see. If we do it with just ten bucks, he won't even notice when he sees his visa statement. And then, like, it started yeah, at one hundred seventy-five, yeah. and now it's three hundred and ten. And, and so I go on their website because I want to cancel. And the website says, "Click here to modify your service." And then it's a <laughs> spinning icon, and it ne the page never opens. Yeah. It's break. It's break your spirit airlines. This is what Joe is talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Joe, it's tough. yeah, um, you got Springsteen tickets. You got good ones. Well, I mean, they're behind the stage, uh, and they are the cheap ones, but I think they're really good. There's, I mean, when if you, you don't behind mind the stage, what do you mean? Not in front of the I, stage? I mean directly behind Bruce. I will be looking at his backside 95% of the time. You're looking at Bruce's ass? Th those are the yes. gay seats. I, you bought the gay seats? Can I, can, yes, that's why he, he got the rainbow section, Bob. Yes. No, I, let me, let me has, say this, Joe, and, and yeah. I, I wrote this on Joe's Facebook page. I've seen Springsteen's upwards of 50 times. Okay. I've sat in the back seat, as they call it in Springsteen land. Not the mm -hmm. caboose, Joe, the back seat. I've sat there over 10 times watching the show from behind the stage. Um, it is the best way to watch a Springsteen you like concert. It. Okay, okay. Because you watch Bruce work the band, and you watch Bruce work the crowd. Do, do they have and you speakers watch the back crowd. there? Can you hear it? Oh, it sounds amazing back there. Okay. You get, this, you get in the stage mix. It's fantastic. Right. Does he have plumber's butt, or is he? Is, is, he's... <laughs> no, tighter, tighter than an ugly prom date back there, Bob. Sure. Okay, good for him. Uh, and and I've had some experience with uh, with Climate Pledge Arena. We have a wonderful new venue here in Seattle that they rebuilt, and I went to Paul McCartney and sat in the same place, and the sound was amazing. And when he came back to play his grand piano on "Live and Let Die" and stuff like that. I was closer to him than the guy in the front row. I was looking right yep. down on him great? because I was, you know, I was right, uh, right back. It's like being backstage, and it's the cheapest seat yep. in the house. So I stand Joe, I was those, tuning, seats, those seats are great Joe for was, heterosexuals too. I understand. Yes, yeah, he was yeah. actually tuning the piano <laughs> for for Paul. Okay, so I Joe, I, I want to ask you about something else because there's so much. We're not going to get to everything, but um, but you did finally, and and I say finally because it, it feels like it's an inevitability for just about everybody. Uh, especially someone as yourself who works with hundreds of students every day as a teacher, you did finally catch COVID. How did that happen? And it, I'm so glad you're okay. Well, how it happened is up for debate. I went to San Francisco with my family. My wife will swear it's the homeless guy I gave some money to because she swore he was drooling all over me. Now, I don't know if that's <laughs> the case. Um, but it was probably from travel. It could have been the airport or whatever. But oh, I, sure. uh, for, for two you wear years, a mask I, on the plane? Oh, you bet. Yeah, the okay. KN95. And the good news is Kelly and Emily uh, did not get it. The bad news is I came back on Saturday and I watched a Mariner game with a buddy on Sunday and gave it to him. Um, 
So so I did spread it around a little, but oh, uh, boy. It, it's a, it, and I've been I've been teaching for two years. My kids have been dropping like crazy. I started feeling a little uh, kind of immune to it, but yeah. uh, I, I'm here to confirm that I'm not. Um, but I will say, it wasn't horrible. Uh, in fact, I, I sat in my basement with my dog and watched TV for a week. So it was really kind of oh. like normal oh, oh, normal oh. life. I mean, <laughs> no. other than we, it was kind of a nice people, break in a way. Well, it, yeah, it, 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 the only difference was Kelly brought me food because she didn't want me upstairs spreading yeah. my germs. So uh, yeah. it really wasn't too much different. The first three days were, it was like having a bad flu. I had a lot of ibuprofen, a lot of liquids, but I, I tested negative uh, after seven days, I think. And now I'm five days clear of that. So I'm, I'm back to work and huh. feeling pretty good. Um, and I'm a guy that's not, I got to admit, I'm not in the best shape. Um, and uh, my lungs kind of hurt, and you know, it's uh, I wouldn't want to do it again, but I I feel like I got a pretty mild version, and I also was kind of a trendsetter because uh, President Biden got it two days after I got it, yeah. and I think it's just an old guy <laughs> Joe COVID week or something, you know, yeah. way it went. <laughs> well, I'm so happy you're you're okay, and part of why you're okay, of course, if we believe in science. And we should because we're all talking to each other through this incredible scientific apparatus. But yeah. um, you are um, probably much better off than you would have been had you got it in March of 2020. No question oh God, about yeah. it. And I've got, you know, I've got all four shots. I, I've uh, double boosted. And some guys like, well, good. Those those vaccines sure did you a lot of good, huh? You're sick now, aren't you? I said, yeah, I'm sick, but. I'm sitting at home not, watching Ted Lasso. I'm not on an incubator in ICU. I mean, I, right, uh, right, exactly. An incubator is yeah. what the, the, the preemie babies get. Oh, that's right. Well, either one. I, I, I didn't need one. You, you don't want either one of them at this point no, in your life, Joe. Yeah, seriously. No. Yeah. So it was kind so. of a vacation for you. Well, it, I won't call it a vacation, but I'll tell you, not many people expect much from you when you've got COVID. That's right. It's like people call wanting stuff. Well, I, I'd love to come over, but. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I've tested positive for COVID. I tell you what, I'll call you next week. You just take it easy. You rest. Yeah. You get better. So it's good. Uh, it, it did. It did uh, slow down my usually pretty hectic pace a little bit. And now sure. you've but got it, more immunity, more natural immunity combined with the vaccines. And this is the way this thing is going. It's endemic now. I have not tested positive. Uh, nor has Lisa. Every other person in our family has. I know I've been exposed. I sat on the couch with my granddaughters, you know, arms around them watching Disney movies, and a day later they were positive. Um, and so I'm not sure. They say some people, and Joe was thinking this, and I think the same way, some people have some immunity either from some other coronavirus they had or just a natural. Their immu Everybody's immune system is different. It's one of the things you find out, by the way, when you start dealing with cancer. Um, there's no uh, one-size-fits-all for anything. We're all very different, very unique. And um, some people can fight certain things, some people can't. I also got this monoclonal antibody called Evusheld, E-V-U-S-H-E-L-D, if you want to Google it, that is supposed to prophylactically prevent over 80% of cases in immunocompromised. And since I was getting, you know, uh, cancer treatment and stuff they they said uh, you're eligible for this and it's almost it's the same thing they gave not the same exact one but the same thing they gave trump when he got covid remember they flew him to walter reed and they yeah. gave him some experimental drugs yeah. that no one else yeah. could get 
Rhino semen, I think. <laughs> Rhino semen is it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A different form. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, it essence was a, of uh, essence of rhino semen. Yeah, yeah. it was a monoclonal antibody when they were testing out at that time, and you know it seemed to work for him. And he proclaimed it as a cure and proclaimed that he had invented it, and um, COVID was over, as I recall. But um, but there is some that's amazing science uh, that they can do now. And I don't know if you haven't had it, if Biden and Joe got it in the same week and they're back to work. Biden and Joe. Oh, Joe. Downtown Joe. Biden okay. and downtown Joe, yeah. You've been here all for an hour now. Right? <laughs> I know. I, I, I thought maybe he was getting dyslexic or something. I, I mean, the thing well, is, this is not nearly, uh, it has, it's still going to kill some people because. Yes, it is. Shit kills people. But, you know, I but the know. Thing is, that's why they need to keep <laughs> me around. But no. Right. Give well, me a the. I and Dr. Fauci, you may can confirm or deny this, but I was starting to get the theory because they always talk about the immune compromise and how dangerous it is. But I think some immune systems are so are too busy for COVID. D- Bob's immune system is like, look, I've got my hands full right now. My I immune got system no is like a juggler at the Cirque du Soleil. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it wants to. In, in mine, it's like, look. This guy is overweight. He's diabetic. What he? Need, I got no time for COVID. But I guess that theory got proved wrong. No, that's I'm, not uh, true at all. I, I Joe, what, what, yeah. that's Joe, wishful thinking. Me, I love, may I call? May I call you Joe? Sure. Yes, doctor. Thank you. What? What, what degree are you? Uh, do you possess? Uh, 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 well, it was about. I never got over about ninety-nine degrees. Actually, I, no, I no, never no, got he, the big he, fever. He means where? No, what college medical. Oh, oh, I, oh, I, I have a uh, I have a, a, a vocational certificate from National Broadcasting School is, uh, is oh, my uh, highest. No, my highest degree. I don't have any medical. Okay. I only have theories. I don't have any science backing me up here. OK, then my suggestion is uh, sh- uh, shut your gub for a while. OK, <laughs> because I'm telling you now, everybody was pissed at me. And all of my restrictions, next time, they're going to be more stringent. I would have pushed harder for face masks during lockdown. Ankle monitors would have been a good idea, (laughs) in my personal humble opinion. Some people should have been handcuffed to their beds. Uh, A hazmat suit, I would suggest you invest in both you and Spike if you've got a uh, army surplus place around there. But uh, even if you could get them, I would have closed the supermarkets and the surplus store, so you wouldn't have been able to get them. But what I'll do... I'm with, with, cha- with a chastity mask there, Doctor. I'm with a chastity mask <laughs> with the big locking uh-huh. thing on the face there. That worked out really well okay. for me. Okay. okay. And can you, are you having <laughs> fava beans for dinner? Vaccines <laughs> this time auntie. out. <laughs> Hi, yes, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, I think, uh, doesn't want to retire. Um, that hazmat is a good idea Uh, before i go back into the classroom in a a few weeks i may have to beef up on something like that like some kind of just zip up uh you know hazmat suit burka whatever something to cover up more of me and you are a teacher am i correct you're a teacher yes sir and i'm uh, I'm surrounded by covid okay so what i I suggest you do is line your students up and have the shots delivered by military drone. They just shoot the syringes right into all of the kids. It'll yeah, be just well, the pretty, way. 
to do it. No. They're a pretty pretty vaccinated bunch. Uh, we we do live in a, in a and work in a in a community that's pretty big on vaccines, and I would hazard what? to think probably 85 90 percent of them are fully vaccinated which is pretty high for teenagers they don't need military intervention is what you're politely saying right joe probably not yeah, yeah. okay they've got huey helicopter parents but speaking of the military yes um anybody following this nancy pelosi going to taiwan story i'm sure spike must be um, I'm still chewing on the Nancy Pelosi's husband got rich right before trading stocks, right before a, a, a deal was made thing. I haven't seen Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan. I haven't, okay. I haven't rented that yet. <laughs> I, I saw it. <laughs> well, <laughs> the idea that that's something you could rent, just I can't get that image out of my head. Uh, see how I immediately spun my way out of that trouble? <laughs> you weaseled uh, out. So, I know uh, a little about it, about it. I mean, I know that Nancy Pelosi's talking about going to Taiwan. Uh, president Biden's meeting with the president of China. Nobody of any real rank has been to Taiwan in like, what, 20 plus years from our country, I think. And Nancy yes. will be the, the highest. And everybody's worried that it's going to make the Chinese guy mad. And, uh, you know, when you say I, the I Chinese guy, you don't mean the guy you get your chow mein from at lunchtime. <laughs> no. Dude, no, the guy that we owe, dry like, quit being a racist. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I can't by the way, his name, uh, either, by the way. Well, Ho, is it Ho, Ping. Ho Jin, President, President Ping? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, but I will say, careful with the racist stuff. It's uh, um, We're in a different world. Yeah. I just went to the Walt Disney Family Museum when I was in San Francisco, and now they have warning signs everywhere. It's like, warning. You're entering the Song of the South exhibit. You know, there's yep. going to be lots of political incorrectness. Warning, this is the Disney in World War II. Uh, be ready to hear some people call Japs sure, and sure, stuff sure. like that. I mean, so you yeah. got to be careful with yeah. that. So, uh, yeah. All right. Let me let me chew on that for a second. I, I, I've been, you haven't been listening, Joe, but I've been talking about how as I moved here to Las Vegas... I suddenly start realize that I have not racism, but I have prejudice that I prejudge people because now I'm, I'm seeing people and I go, oh, you're this color. So you must be economically not as well off. You know what I mean? Just like that movie, Crazy Rich Asians, where they think, oh, they're Asian people who is checking into this hotel. Yeah. They shouldn't <laughs> yes. be here. And then they turn out to own the hotel. They right. buy it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it's. Not only okay, it's good to talk about it. It's good to, it, 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 like, if you're, uh, there's a difference between prejudice and, and racism. There's a difference between um, stereotypes that are fun and stereotypes that are hurtful. I think sometimes it's uh, intent, but I also think if someone's upset, I would apologize them and change my speech around them. So, but when you're a media person, of course, it's harder. So, all right, we'll forget the whole China aspect of this for a second, you know, the whole... Chinese food joke I made, which apparently now did not go over well. Or, or the <laughs> dry cleaner joke I tried to top it with. That's right. Well, I'm not saying it didn't go over well. I'm just saying. I mean, I, Be careful. I live Be in a careful. different world. <laughs> I, 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 see, I see Asian students getting upset because they're stereotyped of being successful. Everybody right. thinks if, if you're Asian... You are going to be the kid that everybody's going to want to sit right. next to in math class because you're going to have all the answers. And I know Asian students that are special ed math students, you know. So, so there's stereotypes that, that go all kinds of different ways with people that 
just frankly aren't right. I, I think you're right. I think anytime we assume something about somebody, um, it's a small mind after, after all. all. <laughs> it's a small mind. Very good point, Joe. After all. Okay, it's House small, Speaker. Let, let, let me get into this because I, I really want to know what you guys think of this. And part of why I brought it up is remember I read news in publications that I have to subscribe to and pay for, and it blows my mind that a ton of the important stories never make it to the free news places like TV, talk radio, or um, you know Facebook. So House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has continued. This is a, a, an editorial piece I read today, which I somewhat agree with, but it's going to be uh, provocative, so stand by. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has continued to pour gasoline on the foreign policy dumpster fire that is her planned visit to Taiwan next month now reportedly encouraging other members of Congress to come along for the ride. She's invited a small group of lawmakers on her official trip to Taiwan, including the top Democrat and Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, according to NBC News. Beijing perceives this trip as an egregious transgression of Washington's longstanding one-China policy, which has been, we don't really believe it, but we've stayed out of the way. And they believe it's so incendiary, the Pentagon is now planning to send in fighter jets and other war machinery to protect Pelosi's plane in case of attacks by the Chinese military. Now, I'm still I'm dealing with this brand new Afghanistan in the Ukraine, and I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, nobody even knows this if, unless they're really digging into the news. Uh, you officials say they have little fear that Beijing would attack the U.S. House Speaker's plane. They just like giving those military jets a little practice. Didn't say that I put that in. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. Uh, well, I did I did read that part where the whole air like the whole air corridor, they're gonna have somebody escorting almost all the way to Taiwan. And you yeah. know, a few will drop off and I think that's really kinda dumb because for you don't even tell if you're if she's gonna go Put her in coach on Spirit Airlines, Spirit Airlines. with everybody else, or, or wherever. You know, this I mean, really be in danger, <laughs> yeah. Joe. I mean, I mean, you don't need you don't need your own plane. Just you know, just jump on a United flight going to going to Taiwan, yeah. and and uh, you know, and a, a an overnight flight, and just pop up there. And, That's a great and, way know, to go, and no one would ever know. Um, no. So China, by the way, has been uh, using red line language. Visiting Taiwan is definitely a red line that Pelosi must never cost across, mm -hmm. says Chinese state media Global Times. Mm -hmm. uh, during the lead up to the invasion of Ukraine, remember Russia was issuing similar warnings using the same phrase. Putin warned over and over again that the West was taking Moscow's red lines on Ukrainian neutrality too lightly, and Washington brazenly dismissed those warnings while continuing to float the possibility of NATO membership for Ukraine. President Biden, quote, uh, from last year in December, said, I don't accept anybody's red lines when asked about the warnings about Putin. When Putin made good on his threat, wasn't discussed a whole lot. Hmm. There's actually a great uh, link to a YouTube video where Biden tells Putin where to shove his red lines. He didn't say it in that exact way. <laughs> I think you're paraphrasing, yeah. Mom. He said, come on, man. <laughs> yes, that's how he talks. Uh, so communist China is aggressively pushing the narrative that if the trip doesn't happen, it will mean that communist China is winning. Hmm. 
right? The political pressure is on the side of escalation, and even with progressive Democrats supporting Pelosi's move, the calls for de-escalation and detente becoming increasingly relegated, because guess what? Conservatives love this idea, because if it goes bad, it's Democrats' fault, and because it fits their mantra of, uh, you know, disliking China. Why do we dislike China? We can't even have this conversation without things that come from China. We can't even walk around with clothes on. <laughs> we would be That's naked. True. That's true. I mean, it makes That's no true. sense. They're, they're a big trading partner, and, you know, we should be... Look, we're, we're competitors. Um, we negotiate with each other, but uh, not liking China. They're, they're, they're perennial intellectual property thieves. They're one of the world's largest yeah. so transgressors the, so on human rights violations. So the war propaganda goes. What do they steal from you? I haven't invented anything worth any money, so I'm pretty yeah, okay. safe in this argument. So, other, but there are there are numerous examples of them yeah. being copyright. You, you suppose pirates. the U.S. Yeah. has ever stolen uh, intelligence from another country and maybe not put Where it on the front I heard that argument before. Oh, that's right. When Trump said, "You think we don't kill people? We do. You think your yeah. government has the clean yeah. hands?" In other words, that's government propaganda. I don't know if I believe it. It could be a hundred percent true, but I don't have the evidence. And uh, yeah, so and if you but did, you're, you, they'd have you killed. <laughs> But you're doing the, the yeah. narrative of the putting down China. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing the whole Chinese people are, you know, notoriously well, less honest well, than this no, country. No, no, I'm saying the government of China, not the Chinese people who are wonderful okay. folks. And our government but is when very the, honest? When, but, but when the Chinese, but not, not for the nice whataboutism, that's pretty good. But, but when the Chinese government actually, says... The reason you call it whataboutism when, is so you don't have to actually argue the individual points and you can just brand them as whataboutism. No, I was trying to make a point, and you said, what about this? That's, that's okay. why I said whataboutism. Yeah, but what I was saying was yeah. this. Okay. If the Chinese government says even talking to Taiwan is a bridge too far, doesn't that say that their piece is a shit? Well, oh, we have smartphones. We talk all the time. Sending military jets <laughs> in the air with, a, with, a, with a, you know, a group of our senators isn't just talking. That's not what they said. They said Nancy Pelosi goes to China or goes to Taiwan. That's a bridge too far. Yeah. Is that a film you have rented? I have. <laughs> <laughs> a bridge too far. A bridge too yes, far I is know a you great movie. That. You bet, you bet. Oh, it is. And that by is the way, I just, down, I just downloaded Nancy Does Taiwan, too. I can't wait to see that after the, at the podcast. A bridge right. too far. So, starring right. Nancy so anyway, Pelosi. Manchin's going to be the Democratic nominee for president, and we're going to be at war with China, <laughs> just so you know. These are the things I worry about. <laughs> Well, okay, the uh, as far as the up. as far as the presidential yeah. nominees, I don't know if you guys heard today. It's pretty fresh news, um, but uh, there is going to be a third party that has some legitimacy. Uh, yep. Have you heard about the forward party? No, I have. Yep, it's, just announced it's, today. It's a bunch of Republicans and Democrats, and and you know, I thought uh, that's what is... you were calling your Bruce Springsteen group of people sitting there watching. <laughs> um, Bruce Springsteen's butt. No, sorry. Well, it's it's mm. it's a they're planning a national convention next summer, and it's legit people. Although, if you want to be a China China conspiracy, you know who the head guy is, and who probably mm. their presidential candidate will be. Mm-mm. Yep, a Yang. Chinese guy, Andrew Yang, yep. the Yang Gang. Yep, uh, oh, and okay. uh, and Yang he's actually Gang. a pretty brilliant guy. Oh. So. They are looking for the moderate common sense majority. They're looking for uh, progressives uh, from both uh, and moderates from both sides of, of the aisle. And uh, it could be it could actually be a, a legit sort of thing because I'm a, I'm an admitted lifelong Democrat. And I've talked about it often. You but I'm meetings? a little. 
I used to. I don't anymore. I I don't. Used to be a delegate, uh, right? Didn't you used to be one of those people? Yeah, I've been a delegate. and I still don't get me wrong. I've got a I've got a Milan tie sign in my yard right now. I still support my local candidates that I truly believe in. But I don't think on a national level that either party has done as much good lately. And uh, and I wouldn't mind defecting to a legit third party that was for moderate moderate mm-hmm. common sense uh, kind of stuff. And uh, uh, that's what they're going to do. It's just announced today. And it's a Chinese guy, so it may be the government trying to infiltrate us. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> they frequently rip off our software. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this whole TikTok, I'm told, is the Chinese just teaching us how to, you know, give them all our all our most intimate thoughts. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, well, we, uh, uh, in the bottom the bottom line is there are people out there, and I would put probably Putin in this category. There are people that like their power and want some, and, and they'll they'll be coming after it. I don't think the Chinese government, I don't think they're as big on power as they are on money and success. So I yes. think, um, you know, I think they're, as, long as, as long as we still owe them most of, of our money, I think everything will be just fine as long as we keep making yeah. the payments. I mean, that's pretty, that's a, um, pretty forward thinking. You should uh, become a senator in that party. If I get really bored, uh, <laughs> politics is, is way down my list, but I, uh, I, I might someday. Um, but uh, I got a lot of politicians in my family. My grandpa was a mayor. I got oh. two uncles that are congressmen. Um, uh, but I, I, I don't know if I ever would. And, you know, my dad passed away, I think, since the last time we spoke. So I have a farm in Mississippi. I could go down to Mississippi and turn things around, but I might be wind up hanging a, from a tree down there, You have a family plantation too. that you have inherited but are not using? Not using, well, there's... Some, plantation, call it a plantation, Well, it's it's not a plantation, but uh, there's some sweet potatoes being grown. There's some uh, pine trees being grown. Uh, there's some land that's just gone wild that the government pays you to do nothing with. And Love that. It's, it's not huge, but it's, you know, 150 acres or so, and nice. uh, I could go down there and uh, if I, and that's another one of those, if I get really bored things, I could go and, uh, learn to be a sweet potato farmer. They did just legalize <laughs> marijuana. I could, yes. you know, maybe yeah, there's get, a cash crop, be, buddy. By the way, yeah. sweet potato sounds like a strain to me. That sounds like a great yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet, well, sweet, I, I ate I, that sweet potato pie, man. Sweet yeah. house hey. potato, you could call it. Hey, I, man. I, I think there's, I am. <laughs> I love that. Sweet Scout's Potato. That is a good one. I think that's, that's good. That's a well, big name, man. <laughs> I'm so glad well, you're the here. sweet potato. The sweet potato is quite a vegetable and uh and I think if you went down there, see people are it's the sweet potato capital of the world, by the way. It's uh it's the best sweet potatoes going. But nobody is really in the processing business. What they're in is growing it and then shipping truckloads and train loads out to other places. If you went down there and you made yourself a sweet potato potato chip factory where you did everything from the growing to the processing to the packaging, and you gave it a clever name, and you may have just hit one there, uh, sweet couch potatoes. I, I love that. Um, you, you know, you did it all. Uh, you could actually make yourself a pretty good buck because uh, it's cheap to live down there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I got enough. Put some CBD in those too, Joe. While you're working, that's yeah. a very good idea. All right. right now, I've got I got a bunch of kids to teach. They're just they're on fire. We're we're uh, be broadcasting our local seafair events uh, next week, and uh, got busy with that. And 
Uh, they won. We won the New York Times podcast competition again this year. So I, I got my hands full of just uh, inspiring yeah, the next generation. So you're that's doing what incredibly, do right and now. it's yeah, so nice. You must be happy for Spike too, uh, going back to work on the radio. For I time. am thrilled, and I try to tune in from time to time when I'm not listening to my favorite 16-year-old shows, uh, and it's sounding great. And I'm glad to, I'm glad to have that. him back on the radio. All right. Let's end with uh, what we're all binge-watching, uh, Downtown Joe, uh, because he got COVID, binge-watched Ted Lasso, and uh, because he hasn't quite got to probably um, The Wizard of Oz yet, but Ted Lasso came out, brand-new show. You loved it, right? <laughs> I loved it, and I learned a lot. Have any of you guys watched this show at all yet? Yes. Yeah. Phenom- it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I was just like you caught COVID late, by the way. But that's oh yeah, I I I, I've been I've been doing Yellowstone, but that one got a little long on me. I still love that, but the Ted Lasso, I felt like I learned a ton. I mean, it's not like I just sat there and mindlessly watched it. I mean, especially as a teacher, I learned a lot from Ted Lasso, and I think Mm -hmm. we all could. Mm -hmm. I realized that. You don't have to be, you know, the smartest guy in the room is usually not the guy who sounds the smartest. I mean, that's, that's right. A, you know, that's one thing I learned. And You've been uh, proving also, that for 35 years with us, Joe, so that's nothing. Right. That's that, not yeah. new information. Yep. That's and, how and we don't... know Zip is the genius in this crowd. That's right. You yeah. bet. You bet. <laughs> and uh, I also learned you don't need to be an expert at your job to have success. This guy knows nothing about soccer, but he does very well because what you do need to be an expert at it's cultivating trust and relationships, and he's oh, very yes. good at that. Amen. Bingo. Amen. And the way you and the way he does that is by listening to people, learning their names, learn their names, learn how to pronounce them correctly, use them yeah. often. Yeah. And if you have to deal with a cocky little a hole, you got to start by telling <laughs> them how great they are, or you're never going to get through to them. And this is stuff I deal with. Uh, as a teacher on a on a daily basis, and uh, finally, and Bob, I learned this from you already. Uh, but you surround yourself with good people, and always make sure you're sharing the credit for the success with them, and and encourage them. And uh, you know that's another uh, thing I, I got from him. And uh, and also, uh, you can have loads of talent on a team, but you're still not going to win unless you get them all to buy in and work together. And uh, those are all those are all things I got just from watching. Uh, watching a couple seasons of Ted Lasso, and I'm excited to, to see another one for sure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Zip, are you watching a show? I've been watching The Old Man, you yes. know, All right. through the current episode. Um, and I they re-upped it for next season. The they did, yeah. So you so watched the whole good, season. Yeah. They had cut it short yes. to seven. You and I have both watched it. Uh, what's yeah. your thoughts? On The Old Man? Uh, it's kind of funny, these last couple of episodes, I think this season... They were making sure to leave some loopholes, but it kind of got uneven in the last couple episodes. I don't know if you agree. I do. And do you know what was going on behind the scenes? Uh, behind Uh-oh. the scenes as far as production? No, the actor. Um, oh, shoot. What's his name? Um, Jeff Bridges. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges was sick. Yeah. yeah he I got mean, lymphoma. Yeah. COVID. No, yeah. he got lymphoma. He got yeah, COVID he had cancer. and lymphoma. Right, right. right. And he was doing exactly. chemo and radiation, which I could totally relate to. And they had to, uh, I believe they cut filming for like a year, and then they brought it back. And he almost didn't live. Right. And they were supposed to do 10 episodes, and they decided to trim them, leave a few holes in it, and make it so they could have a second season. And that's what what they did. Um, So it is a little uneven at the end. However, tell me if you agree with this. It came out of the gate so strong. 
And I love Jeff Bridges and uh, John Lithgow so much that I would watch them even through the bumpy parts because they're just so inc such incredible actors. And the woman who plays the daughter is also an incredible actress. I don't know who she is. Do you know who she is? Uh, no, but she is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. Did you see Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges? The alcoholic yes. uh, country. Yeah, that was player, an yeah. excellent movie. Yeah. 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 Jeff Bridges so could be about, in anything. You talking about Amy Brenneman, the actress? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. Zoe, yeah. Did they put those freckles on her face for this? Or or were those her real freckles? <laughs> this is I what you she's obsess about. Always been freckled. Well, she's no, a freckled we, American. It, <laughs> well, they showed a younger version of her, and they she yeah. was freckled, the younger actress, right. which was kind mm -hmm. of. Funny. Did they have to find a freckled younger actress? Did they should give them a break? <laughs> I don't know. Or did they just get some hours in makeup girl and put freckles on her? Twelve hours in makeup every day. Yeah. Yeah. And the other, th yeah. I don't know if there's any uh, Better Call Saul fans in the yeah, audience. That oh, last season is yeah. Yeah, it's gotten very weird. The last two episodes were very strange. They're okay. attempting to dovetail it into Breaking Bad. So, you know, oh, that's what they have to do. Breaking that's how Bad. they have to wrap it up. I never liked uh, Bra uh, Better Call Saul as much as Breaking Bad, ever. But it, still, I love Breaking Bad so much that I would stick with it. So I haven't started watching this one yet. Uh, Lisa and I are and actually, uh, and Bob Odenkirk also collapsed with a heart attack on the set. Yes, on sure. set. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Fortunately, somebody was there with the paddles and got him back yeah. real quick. Right. Meanwhile, Mick Jagger's still late. doing a three-and-a-half-hour show. <laughs> yeah, 79. <laughs> yeah. Bruce is getting 1200 bucks a ticket. Yep, That's right. Those two. Um, so Lisa and I are watching a show I'll tell you about. It's one of those shows I would never watch, except that I know she will love it. And I watch it. You know when you're watching a show aimed at chicks that... Yeah. Um, you go, I don't know if I want to watch it. Gals, you mean, Bob? Gals, Gals. whatever. Gals, yeah. Females, ladies, women. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> you know what? Um, I, piss her off. I piss her off just by how I hold my fork, so I don't think this is going to make that much difference. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. So anyway, um, this show is called Anatomy of a... Oh, shoot. Anatomy of an Oh, shoot. Uh, hold on, I'll, I'll mm. look it up because I, I didn't write this down. I wasn't going to mention it. Um, mm. Of a scandal. And it's a British, ah. uh, it takes place in a British court. Yeah, I saw uh, yeah. You saw I it? I saw the uh, trailer. I saw you the saw trailer. trailer. For it. Okay. Yeah. And so it's likely, did any of you guys ever see The Affair, which I also watched with Lisa because she, for some reason, women like watching men behaving badly while the really good man sits next to them. Does he usually die at the end of the series? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Because yeah. um, the affair was just this stupid guy who couldn't keep it in his pants, and she loved it. And I said, oh, I'll watch it because there's some nudity, and, you know, he gets to have sex with multiple women. I guess I'll watch it with you. Yeah. Um, but he's being a continued jerk and asshole, and for some reason, you know, the, the women still like him. Never understood. So it's, it's like that. This is the story of a, a member of British Parliament who's extremely best friends with the Prime Minister who gets caught in a nasty affair, and the dog has the gall to go home to his beautiful hot wife because he knows it's about to break in the tabloids the next day, and he says, mm -hmm. I fucked up. I have to tell you I did this, which is like... And you expect her to go, like, get out. 
And she goes, well, we have to put together a united front. I've got the kids. I'm not leaving you. And she's upset, of course. But she's the politician's wife. You know how I imagine Bulls maybe Hillary. Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and how many politicians' wives are because they're a power couple. And uh, I won't. And, and get... to be fair, they they to be fair, they've invested years. Yes. You know, it's that, a, that's a business arrangement, largely. Effort, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's not At a reason to dump point. your spouse or a mutual fund during a downturn in the economy. <laughs> that's right. You ride out the low spots. That's right. <laughs> Only a fool sells when yeah. it's low. Yeah. So go, anyway, go this long. is a it's a it's one of those limited miniseries. It's only six episodes, and it is absolutely um, it's squirmy if you're a guy, because mm-hmm. this guy just you know, I mean you want to believe in him. I'm not going to say any more. Mm-hmm. Anatomy of a scandal. Is that Netflix or. Yeah, I, think, uh, I think it is Netflix. Yeah, it's got to be because if yeah. I've seen the trailer, that's the only one I subscribe and, to. And the yeah. old man is yeah. on Hulu. I mean, are we all but basically a lot of people are hopping from subscription to subscription. So do Netflix for six months, then switch to Hulu and watch all their shows. Is Not yet, that? but I'm going to. Well, what I was going to what I was going to try to add to this is the fact that, you know, the great shows, the great actors are all on pay service series. Yep. Because they are, they have, they have all the cash to pay. They have a lower yeah. budget overhead. They make five show runs, seven show runs. Yep. It's a flexible commitment for these actors. Jeff Bridges yeah. had, you know, uh, had what, what blood disease he have? I'm sorry, leukemia. Uh, was he it? had? Or, uh, I think it was melanoma. I melanoma and co- and COVID. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, and, and yet they were able to f- flex the schedule and get it done yes. and put them out in series. I mean, that's that's why all these these are tremendous opportunities for great actors. Yeah. And there's so many channels with so much stuff to fill. I mean, John Lithgow probably couldn't get a movie gig if he had a gun in his hand, but he's a phenomenal no, actor. Well, I mean, no, but, but, can, he has a quote. Yeah. You know, what's that? Yeah. I'm sure he could find it. I, I'm sure his quote is, is low enough. He could find work if he wanted it. Yeah, well, I'm sure he could, but he's not—he's not going to be your box office marquee actor. No, but he gets a great no box office for the last two years because of COVID. So, I mean, unless well, Tom Cruise is still a box office draw, man. I'm saying—I was about to say—besides Tom Cruise and Spider-Man, what else is there in the movies? Harrison Ford. All all the Marvel guys are still working regular as shit, you know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, but the real thoughtful, provocative, well-written dramas are all on TV now. I believe that's—that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Good writers, because well, the, uh, they can pay. The, the networks now of the future, ABC, NBC, and CBS, they're all old news. It's, it's Apple, uh, Google, yes. and yep. Amazon. Yep. And what YouTube. they're doing now, now they're, they're not just doing the great dramas and all that. Now they're getting into live events. I went up, and by the way, Seattle Mariners, I know you don't want to sit here and talk baseball, but what a team. I went up to my local bar where I usually watch the game, and the guy says, Sorry, it's not on. The only way you can watch it tonight is on Apple TV. And it's wow. like, yeah. so I had to come wow. home, beg Kelly to help me figure out how to subscribe to Apple TV. <laughs> and it, 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 it's, it's only four ninety nine a month. And, and by the way, that's why I'm watching Ted Lasso. I would have never been able to see it uh, before. But I will tell you, 
Apple is throwing money at the MLB. Like, I mean, you can hear, you could hear the ball whizzing through the air. You could hear the umpire and the guys arguing. They have so much better video and audio than the networks do. And what's coming next, if you're a fan of the NFL, if you want to watch Thursday night football, the only place to watch it is going to be on Amazon. It's not going to be on ESPN or anywhere. So, so these guys are, are starting to infiltrate into the live events. And, and, uh, and by the way, ABC and those guys better watch out because they're, they're short, short timers in the content business. Joe, right to now. bring this around, what's happening there is the same thing that's happened on Breaker Spirit Airlines. It's the same thing that's happened on buying Bruce Springsteen tickets. When it comes to entertainment now, it's basically, do you want to sit in steerage do you want to sit <laughs> and watch reality yeah, television yeah. shows with 18 minutes of commercials per hour? You kind of want to see the game, or do you want to hear the Empire's fart? <laughs> Apple TV, they'll give you the goods. Right. Or, yeah. do you, or do you want to watch medium stuff and buy one or two networks, or do you want to pay to sit in your home theater first class and see the highest grade of entertainment? It used to be the entertainment went after a mass audience, but now it goes after... It, it's It's... Algorithmic pricing. Yep. Yeah, and a- Amazon cut a ten-year deal with the NFL. So if you if you want to watch oh, yeah. a game on Thursday nights, you're going to have to go with Amazon. And and where it's really going to be interesting is these sports bars because they've got old TVs that are most of them that aren't set up to do this sort of stuff. So they're going to yeah, have yeah, to upgrade yeah. all their stuff to be able to get people into their establishments to watch yeah. live sports. That's right. All right, let's play True Confessions right now. Of, all, of everyone here, Bob, Zip, Ed, Spike, and Joe, who can tell me with their Boy Scouts honor raised, hand on the Bible, that they know how many subscriptions they actually have that are charged every month? To newspapers are all subscriptions. Now, all the things you subscribe to. Could you give me a number of how many subscriptions Not you have? Not a yeah. chance. Zip? Two newspapers. Two, well. Yeah. Jesus. Two newspapers and one, the... and one television network. Okay. No, no. But what about TV networks? What about recurring charges for storage from your phone? Do you have an iPhone or a Google? Do you have Google Plus? Do you have Google Play? Do you have Google YouTube? Do you have Google um, YouTube TV? Do you have... Uh, it's easier to pay the buck ninety nine. That's right. That's right. Jesus. I'm in the teens, probably. With... Yeah. I'm afraid We're to in look. A different business. Stock libraries and Adobe and Joe, you're cheap. You probably know how many you have. Right? <laughs> oh, I know I don't, but I'll tell you, my wife probably does, and she likes to complain about them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. She was like, "We got to get rid of that Showtime. We never watch Showtime." And and finally, I said, "You know what? I am tired of hearing about this. I'm going to go get rid of Showtime right now." So because okay. we have that. cable. Yeah. So I well no I didn't I go there and it's included in our deal it's free oh, so wow. I've been I've been hearing for months about how we got to get rid of Showtime and we can't even get rid of it unless we want to change our whole cable sure. package it's like that movie so Alien got, it's already living inside of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> there there is <laughs> there is so much we thought, pay for though the extra stuff it's right. like I I rejoined yeah. my swimming pool you know that's like there's a bunch of money that. Uh, I swore I was going to swim three days a week to get my money's worth, and I've swam three times since I rejoined three months ago. So I'm uh-huh. not doing that great on that. And 
and I do subscribe to two print newspapers. I almost feel that that's a that is just my, me paying a journalism tax, you know, just tr yeah. trying to keep them in business. It's worth basically. it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, let's wrap it up today. Anybody got any requests for Twisted Tunes? I uh, I do uh, try to play your requests if you got one. Joe, you're a, a special guest today. Wow, um, you know, I, you kind of hit me uh, hit me on the uh, uh, blind side, but. I will say if you had any pot, if, and you're probably not going to want to play this because it's very regional, but any great song about Ken Griffey Jr., because I will tell you, we have the next Griffey. If we were in songwriting business right now, I'd be writing one about Julio Rodriguez. We okay. have a kid that loves the game as much as Griffey did and is already, the only thing he's done wrong is come in second in the home run derby and hurt his wrist a little. That kept him out for four games. Uh, but the first swing when he came back, he hit another home run. This kid is beyond you, amazing. I'll play you a local classical uh, Mariners song. We've got a great one about Ichiro, too. Whatever happened to him? Oh, you bet. Ichiro is actually still in the organization. At, uh, at, at 39, he could still start for a lot of teams. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought a first pitch at 94. We'll that. He thought a first ceremonial first pitch at 94 miles an hour. Can I assume you don't want to play any Russell Wilson fan songs? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, talk about Kelly. I, and you know her. She loves Russell she loves Wilson, him. my yeah. wife, more yeah. than anybody. I even wrote a song about it. And we do have that one, the uh, Russell was Wilson he, was song. Was he on the short list of, of guys you'd allow her to be with if he, if he was? Oh, <laughs> well, she can be with whoever she wants. I mean, that's, I, I'm not, I don't allow, but, you know, neither one of us. Well, that's the one thing I will say is we've both been, as far as I know, 100% faithful to each other for a long time. <laughs> I can't and, believe you have to qualify, dude. You don't have to qualify that. Are you dude. saying she might have blacked Jesus. out, or you might have blacked out, or either no, of you might have blacked out? I, I think at this point it's kind of Gerald disinterested, and it's too much energy. You know, I yeah, mean, I, right. I really do. Oh my god! But they just keep us faithful. I love it. But I, I will say she's really changed her tune on Russell. She was so heartbroken, and she really felt like it, she took it very personally. Mm. Uh, but yeah. now she's on board with the let's let's beat the heck out of the Broncos on oh, course, Monday yeah. Night Football. So, uh, but it took to her a while it. to get there. All right. We'll play something uh, from, from the sporting world of Seattle. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Today. We appreciate having you as a guest. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd love to pop on any time, and summer's, uh, summer's usually my best time. So whenever you guys got room for me, let me know. Right. And when you get to Vegas, are we going to wake up in a hotel suite with a tiger and not know how we got there? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm excited for Vegas. And I'll tell you, I, I got the cheapest of the cheap. I am going. Uh, I'm going. I'm not going to stay in Circus Circus again, are you? Oh, no, no. no. Uh, but this God, one is actually about $100 cheaper than Circus Circus. Either. Yeah, because uh, there's no doors on the rooms. And there's bed bugs, yeah. Joe. <laughs> well, what? no, they say the rooms are clean. They're just very loud. And it's like, I don't mind they loud. Say. I've lived in... Sure. I've lived next to freeways as long as I, you know. As, and you're, as long you as snore like a submachine gun anyway, so you're the one. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Loud doesn't the bother tent. me. Joe went to the tent yeah. on the casino floor. Okay. Yeah. All right, Joe. Looking forward to that. Everybody have a great week. And uh, thanks too, a lot buddy. for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, you can email us anytime. Show at BobRivers.com. Hopefully, Tammy Asars will be back next week to update us on her Appalachian Trail adventure. The Bob and Zip Show with Dan Kelly. Great to have Downtown Joe visit the podcast this week. And we've got more surprises coming up in the next few weeks. As Joe requested... Let's take a trip back down Mariner's memory lane. 
the kid who's just out of diapers, who's got big legs like mighty oak trees. Superman's bat and Spider-Man catches. Everyone knows it's Griffy. Who steals a base when nobody's looking? Who runs so fast there's bugs in his teeth? Who gets the kingdom waving and cooking? Everyone knows it's Griffy. Can Griffy's a superstar? So young to have come this far. He's got his own candy bar. He drives one out. He drives one out. Into the crowd. Head deep to right field. Back she goes. Goodbye, baseball. Kenny Griffey, Major League home run. What a shot by Griffey, who's having a super night. Everyone knows it's Griffey. Well, he's in the upper class of pitching salaries. God's gift to dug out notoriety. And he always fills the kingdom seats. The crowd is never small. The sporting pages say he's got the fastest balls of all. Johnson's fast balls are very fast balls. They're such well-grown balls that they're scary fast balls. McDowell's got some balls, and Clemens once had balls. Randy Johnson's got the fastest balls of them all. When his balls are really burning, the sacks are never full. And all the batters swing and swing again. Fastballs come for hours and his arm is never tired. Even Nolan Ryan says his ball should be admired. Oh, I love his balls! Those he's got fastballs! They're he's such very balls that they're nasty fastballs. They're dirty fastballs and they're scary fastballs. Johnson's got the fastest balls Some balls are down and dirty and some are up in when you least expect, you get the balls across the chin. His fastball's always moving to the left and to the right. It's my belief that Johnson's ball should be thrown every night. Oh, he's got fastballs! He's got fastballs! And he's just itching to throw he's them at you. Speaking of fastballs, he's got Ichiro swinging the bat some of bravo Hit the wall to the wall to the wall This fellow Ichiro's good as it gets bravo He 
hit ball after ball after ball. Broken the bat and the beat out the throw. Poke it too short and they field it too slow. Field it too slow and he beat out the throw and he poked the ball and he beat out the throw. We would be cheering you. You hit so beautiful. We'd like to say grazie. You bring in the tourists. They bring in the cameras. They take the pictures. Drinking the beers. Buy souvenirs. Getting the ball caps. Getting the t-shirts. Picking the program. Grabbing the bobblehead, 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 bobblehead. Ichiro. Ichiro. Ichiro, 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 Ichiro. Here comes the pitch. He drives it deep to right. He's flying. He's rounding second with third in sight. They waved him home. They sent him home. Here comes the throw. It's gonna be close. He slides. They called him. Abravo Ichiro, bravo bravissimo. Abravo Ichiro, bravo at safe go. Break the record for most of the hits, some of most of the hits, some of most of the hits. Abravo Ichiro, bravo bravissimo. Abravo Ichiro, bravo at safe go. Break the record for most of the hits, some of most of the hits, some of most of the hits. Go Ichiro, pull on the show. Go Ichiro, pull on the show.
Yeah.